Dear Diary, Today is October 31st, 2021. And to celebrate Halloween, I've decided to talk about fear. We all have some fear that keeps us from being able to function, and we need to reflect and decide if fear is rational, irrational, or even primal. As I sit here writing, I have to ask myself, what is fear? With a quick search, fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous. As I continue these diaries, my end goal is to decipher emotions like fear and love and other emotions. But out of all of the emotions, fear is truly the most interesting because some are irrational, meaning the person has a strong emotion based on past experiences, while some seem to be embedded in our very DNA. So sit back and enjoy this Halloween special of the Disappointment Diaries of Johnny Ray of the Mountains. Out of everything plausible, one of the major things that I find about me, myself, and I is some things that should scare me really don't, while other things are just plain silly. For example, I absolutely lose all reason when I walk through a spider web. Now, I'm not saying I have a fear of spiders, but there's the pr prospect that walking through a spider web that there could be a spider on me, which kind of freaks me out. Like, I can handle a lot of things, but the creepy crawly feeling of having a spider on me, or even the thought of having a spider on me, just freaks me out. Now, I can see a garden variety spider just chilling. If I can see it, I'm okay. But it's the idea of the spider on me that flips me out. Honestly, it's very irrational for me to have this fear. Definitely since it could just been an old spider web and the spider's dead and gone. But I'm walking through a spider web and there's the possibility that there's a spider on me. And I don't know where it's at. And I'm just like, eh, I can't do that. Now, holding true, I'm the same way with ticks and other creepy crawlies. Just the idea that I can feel something crawling over my skin just freaks me out. All other things that I'm afraid of, um, let's see. I'm also not particularly fond of tight spaces. I can handle spaces like a vehicle or my walk-in closet, which 
are not as tight, but in other situations, in my youth, I used to go caving a lot, a lot of natural formations in the area in which I live, and some of these places are pretty tight. If you want to go to a cool feature in these caves, you have to like crawl in between two slabs of rock that if something shift at the wrong time, you would have been completely covered and no one would be able to come and get you out. And I did a lot of dumb stuff in my youth. Um, but just the, in just being engulfed in stone and just I, even talking about it's kind of freaking me out. Just, I, I just, I, I can't. I can't even talk about it. Like I'm starting to not be able to breathe just thinking about it so even in today's climate with the masks my inability to breathe at all times that i'm used to stresses me out but and that could be mostly because we're all getting to the point where we're like always tired and our lungs are just getting to the point where they they're really not getting used to the masks like you think they would but sucking all your used oxygen which at that point would be carbon monoxide I guess but and just just the fear of being engulfed being locked away in just in rock and rubble kind of scares me like it stresses me out to even think about it getting like caught in a situation in which I can't get out of and then just panicking and then eventually dying because I've did something stupid. So it's, I guess it's not so much my fear of like a tight space, but it just is ideally where I get the fear is I'm doing something stupid, like crawling between two large slabs of rock to get to a bigger chamber. And then an earthquake or something massive happens and makes those two giant rocks collide together. I'm just, just, just dumb. I'm dumb to even think that's irrational. So the first two fears are irrational. I would say there's the possibility that one of them might be a little on the primal side because a lot of people are afraid of spiders, but just irrational fears are just silly things that we fear because of past experiences. Like, for example, one of my listeners is afraid of dogs because she was bitten by a dog at one point. So she sees a dog, she panics, all because of one experience as a young lady. So irrational fears are just fears that we have based upon some past experience in which we were presented some danger or some emotion of stress based upon what we've done. But then there are other more rational fears. For example, if someone's coming at you with a knife, that's a rational fear. You're fearing for your life because you don't know what's about to happen. Is this psychopath with a knife about to kill you? Or are they just a friendly bystander? 
Now, let's be real. If someone comes brandishing a knife in my direction, fight or flight's going to either happen and I ain't flighting. So, I need to work on my cardio skills. Let's be honest. But, so, more rational fears that exist for me, I think one of my most rational fears is just the fear of I'm letting people down. Now, you might be thinking, that's irrational. You're just being silly. You're not letting people down. But in reality, I I am. There are times in which I might let someone down, and it stresses me out because I didn't perform to their expectation. And I, for one, am a people pleaser at times. So if I fail to meet your expectation... It stresses me out. I hate doing it because now you're going to have some grudge against me that I might not even know. And then you're going to hold that against me in the future. And let's all be honest with ourselves. We all do that. We think, how... Does my actions affect those around me? Does my action force them to have some unfortunate hatred toward me or prejudice because of something I've done to disappoint them? Now, in some cases, I'm just like, whatever. But when it comes to my students, my friends, my family, and at that point, it's just everybody, but... I'm sitting here considering, did my actions yesterday at a party that I went to, are there any people there that now are like holding some grudge against me for something I did or didn't do based upon the expectations of the group? Um, We're all normal individuals and we all have our likes and dislikes, but what if that one dislike that I would not, you know, partake of made one of the people in the room hold some grudge to me now because I would not partake in the festivities. But, you know, it's whatever. At that point, I'm just sitting there thinking there's other things that could have been said, done. And now I'm, like, stressing that I've let people down that I met yesterday at this party And I barely knew these people. There's a few people there that I've known for years and years and years. And I love them. And I'm glad that they invited me to their Halloween party. It was fun. But there were new friends, new opportunities. And what if I didn't take the one opportunity? What if I let someone down? Because I did not take the opportunity. I guess at this point, it is what it is. I'll know in the future, at future gatherings that they invite me to, if I did let these people down. But there's some was pretty awesome people there at that party yesterday. So you just have to think, how do your actions, how, do, how does that affect those around you? And then at that point, if you're like me, you fear the fact that you may have let someone down and then you stress out about it. And then you're going to lose sleep tonight over it because you talked about it on a podcast today. 
And now I'm going to like sit here and think of other ways that I have let people down. For example, I got a good gym buddy. He's a great friend. Um, but sometimes I don't like to go to the gym in the morning. And I hope he doesn't hold grudges to me because I would prefer to go in the afternoon. And then by the time the afternoon occurs and I've worked all day, I'm tired. Mentally, physically tired. And it only gets worse when I start throwing in more physical labor into the mix. And I have a very mental job. It's not physical anything. It's like it's... I teach mathematics, so there's. it's not like a physical job. I sit at a computer screen most of the time. Um, and then, of course, I do other things like teach, of course, and I walk around a lot. You would think I would have awesome cardio skills, but I do not. Um, I think the masks have destroyed our lungs. And... Just overall, just I'm tired all the time. And that could be just from the mentalness of my job that requires me to know every mathematics from Algebra 1 to Calculus, because that's what I teach. I teach the absolute lowest high school math that we offer to the absolute highest high school math we offer. And on top of my other endeavors, I also teach an online dual enrollment program and I'm just always tired. So I sit here now thinking, oh gosh, I've let this guy down because I don't like to go to the gym all the time because losing two hours of sleep versus working out, I've sleep trumps working out because we're all trying to be healthy and healthy is eight hours of sleep if you listen to all the science and all the people who say you should get eight hours of sleep a night and if I take two hours away from the like four hours I might get that's not good but in the long run I'm also doing my body more harm by not work off working off the excess calories that I assume, uh, consumed throughout the week. And so it's like a lose-lose situation, which at that point I think is ultimately the issue. Lose-lose situations. You either win, you lose if you don't, and you lose if you do. So I don't know how to combat that, and it's just one of those things. And I think this is a very rational fear. Some people may say it's irrational, but this rational fear is something that's actually probably going to kill me in 40 to 50 years from now. Let's be honest. My inability to allow myself to let things go stresses me out, stresses my heart out, and in 30 to 40 to 50 years, it's not going to be a pretty sight. So really need to find ways to take care of myself while not fearing the fact that I need to accept the unacceptable, I guess, or the 
Yeah, just accept the unacceptable. You're going to lose sleep? Hey, but at least you did what you needed to do for your body while you were losing sleep. Even though it's a lose-lose situation. So, it is what it is. Now, one of my good friends who also told me their fears, because I did ask on my Twitter, tell me your fears, tell me what makes you stress out the most, and... It, come to, it came to my conclusion that there's a lot of people who are xenophobia. Which is just a fear of groups of people. Groups of people meaning not so much like a large group of people, because that's a different kind of thing. I have social anxiety when the group of people exceeds like 12. And the party yesterday had quite a few people that I had to, like, at first I was extremely stressed out. Even my good friend who invited me was like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, no, there's a lot of people here. But in general, it's just large crowds that stress me out. I love amusement parks, but I hate the crowds. Love to ride roller coasters, but hate the crowds. I am one of those people that will spend $200 plus to get the Fast Pass. If it saves me from having to go through a queue to ride a ride with a million people. It stresses me out. But people like who fear groups of people are ideally looking at certain races, certain groups of people that follow a similar ideology. And we really see that not in just like individual, we actually see that as a nationwide issue. Um, it's like one party versus the other party. There's a little bit of xenophobia there. Let's be honest. The Democrats hate the Republicans. The Republicans hate the Democrats. Bipartisanship has been thrown out the window because they fear the ideologies of the other group of people. Which is kind of scary. Well, it's not even a little scary. It's a lot scary. If we cannot come together as one like we used to be, or be able to sit down and talk about issues that need to be discussed, how to fix the system, our country, our world isn't going to be a happy place. And for each of us, that should be a scary thought. So, if you're scared of groups of people, you should think of the bigger picture. Why do you think you're scared of them? Why do you have the beliefs that you have? And ultimately think, are you being a little racist? Just be honest with yourself. Now, don't judge that response person who's going to listen to this and know that I'm targeting you, but think about it. Sit down and think and reflect. Why are you, are you afraid of them? I know you said that it's because you don't know what they're thinking, but, and granted, I don't think that 
lead you to racism. I think that's mostly you are more afraid of what they are thinking about you than what they're honestly thinking. And to be honest, they're probably just looking at you and be like, hey, look, there's a guy over there studying. Oh, look, there's a guy over there eating. Oh, look, that guy's taking the same class I'm taking. So you don't need to be fearful of what they are thinking. But, and I totally understand why you said what you said about the situation, but at what point was that fear something that actually caused you an emotion that they were dangerous? And just keep that in mind, my friend. Keep that in mind. All right. Let's see. Other fears that people have told me. Oh, there's one of my friends and followers and colleagues that informs me that we're afraid of flying. But not so much flying from point A to point B. We're just afraid of flying over the ocean because of the rare possibility that the plane will go down over the ocean and that you'll get marooned on an island or worse end up at the bottom of the sea as fish food listen sometimes you just have to think of the bigger picture it's your time to go it's your time to go but we're going to be okay we'll be okay all right all will be well all will be well. That's an irrational fear. And I think that spawns just from the fact that it's a scary way to go. And, but by the time we hit the ocean, the plane would end up just being, everybody would be dead. Asphyxiation. It'd be okay. We wouldn't feel the impact, I don't think. This got morbid really quickly. Friends, I'm very, very sorry. Uh, let's see. Other fears. Let's see, rational fears are fears that have some basis in rationale to be afraid. They actually pose a threat to be dangerous. Uh, irrational fears are fears based upon some experience that you have had that has caused you to have fear on something based upon that experience and then you have primal fears primal fears actually interest me i feel that there are multiple primal fears for one snakes i think that primal fear spawns from the bible with lucifer taking the form of a snake in the garden of eden and pretty much causing all humanity to spiral downward into sin. Um, granted, it could be a story, and it could have actually happened, but ideally, that is a primal fear that's ingrained in our very DNA because from father to son, mother to daughter, you've always been pre-warned, don't touch that snake, that snake might be dangerous. Don't touch it. Don't go near it. It's going to hurt you. And that's a primal fear 
because of the ideology of how snakes are dangerous because of some obscure story in a book written a couple of millennium ago. Ideally being the fact that it was a great serpent, but that caused all humanity to go down a spiral of, hey, we're all going to die because of our sins. But snakes are a primal fear. Other primal fears that I find interesting, and I don't find this so, and this might be more of a, a, a kind of like a, I don't even know how to explain what I'm going to explain, but if you ask people, or if you watch people around porcelain dolls, you'll notice that some people will give it a wide berth, some people will avoid eye contact, some people will just plain out say, whoa, that's creepy. Now, why are we having this odd, irrational fear of portional dolls? Now, I read this interesting thing on Reddit that we actually have a fear of portional dolls, portional, porcelain dolls, because at some point in our lifespans, the human race might have had to fight a race of porcelain doll-like creatures, and now they just are ingrained in our DNA to be hey, we need to be fearful of those porcelain dolls because our humanity was pretty much decimated in the we when we first came out of the waters because of some ancient race of people. Now, I read that on Reddit. I know it's weird, but why are we afraid of porcelain dolls? It's kind of weird. It's so irrational. Like, my mama collects those things, and every time I go near them, I'm like, that is so dang creepy. The dead stare, the I'm looking down in your soul, I, I don't like them, don't like them at all. They're creeping. And she's like, when you have children, if you have a daughter, I'm going to give them all these porcelain dolls. And I'm like, nope, they're going to go in my attic in a locked box, coated in lead. Just because I ain't fooling with that, they're creeping. I don't like them, don't like them at all. So, once again, irrational, but could be primal, because we all have that ingrained in our brains that they are creeping. They are creeping. They are so creeping. Kind of freaked out thinking about them. But anyway, so, depending on your fear, you need to really sit down and reflect, how does this fear affect who I am? How do I change my actions, my ability to do certain tasks based upon my fear? And then you reflect, is it rational or irrational? And where does these fears spawn? Could it be older than time itself and be more primal? Or did some experience in your youth or your young adult 
age cause you to not enjoy or cause you some emotion that makes you not like something. It's like going to the beach and the possibility that there's a Jaws-like creature just because you watched the movie Jaws. I enjoy that movie. It's a great movie. But anyway, this concludes my thought processes of basic fears. I hope you've enjoyed this show. At any point that you would have any thoughts, concerns, please let me know by sending me a direct message on Instagram, Twitter, or my email. This has been Johnny Ray of the Mountains presenting you entry number two of The Disappointment Diaries. On a completely unrelated note, I will be reading 1984. And we will be discussing 1984 in the next couple of Disappointment Diaries. So if you would like to read and pick up some of the references that I'll be making to in future episodes of the Disappointment Diaries, please start reading 1984. Also, check out my Twitter because I will be posting a couple of memes that I have discovered that deal with the concepts talked about in 1984. We will also continue our talk on fear and antagonists of life in the next couple of episodes in relation to what we discuss in 1984. So please sit back and enjoy a good book, a hot cup of cocoa, maybe a fire, cherrywood if you have it, and start reading 1984. This has been Johnny Ray of the Mountains, signing off.